The following is a production of Dirty Beer Media. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's Hot Lap Heroes. I'm your host, Brian Hayward. Get at me on X, formerly Twitter, at Bang Bang Kush. Check me out there. I uh, want to shout out our sponsors, LogoWare. That's right, LogoWareUnlimited.net. All your screen printing, embroidery needs, Carmen and Brian can do it over there in Metamora at LogoWare. Or if you want to stop and check out their online store at LogoWareUnlimited.net. Make sure to go in there, check it out, order you some stuff. They can put it online, or you can take it to the track, tote it, and uh, sell your merch. Uh, Carmen, thanks for being a day one supporter of Hot Lap Heroes. We can't thank you enough for everything you have done for us. We appreciate um, what you do for us and appreciate you for believing in us. And uh, yeah, LogoWareUnlimited.net. Check them out. So... Good to have you back. Solo show tonight, just me. No guest. But, uh, you know, there's some stuff I wanted to talk about tonight. Uh, you know, we'll talk about uh, Bobby Pierce and Ricky Thornton Jr. Another, um, well, just another dominant week by Bobby Pierce. Uh, just winning everything he's been in. So uh, we'll cover that. We'll cover the resorts, or resorts, the results from. The North-South 100, we got the Modifieds there on the docket, too. We'll talk about them briefly. And, um, you know, I wanted to talk about, I believe this happens every year. We have new drivers every year that seem to just be uh, on it and have it figured out. And they are just the the top of the uh, food chain or the top of the, the top of the sport, essentially. They just, uh, they got it going on. Their team's moving and firing on all cylinders. The driver's racing hard, racing smart, you know, and normally they're they're picking up wins left and right. So uh, I feel like that's a thing every year that we deal with. And this year it's, you know, it's got some um, some front runners in that. And then uh, we'll, we'll kind of talk and discuss that. And then uh, we'll talk about uh, some points for World of Outlaws and Lucas, and some upcoming races, all on tonight's show. So thanks for checking in at Hot Lap Heroes. And uh, yeah, so hopefully everybody had a good weekend. Uh, I know mine was bu- pretty busy, a lot of stuff going on. Um, a lot of racing going on. I wasn't able to attend locally. Man, I haven't been out to a race, uh, I believe, since I went to Farmer City to uh, follow Blake Brown around. As uh, Dean Hoffman would say, we they know Hot Lap Heroes. We we love our, we love us some Blake Brown. So I, that was the last time I, I have actually gotten to the track. But I've been watching a lot of the racing closely on on the streaming apps that have been provided. So um, you know, I, I'd like to. I really need to get back out to a race just to feel the dirt against my face and the smell of alcohol burning out of these 900 horsepower monsters. I, I just need to get back to the track. And uh, see some of my peeps, see some of the fans, see some of the supporters, see some of the racers. Uh, we miss you, man. It's uh, and and women, men and women, we miss you both dearly. We need to get back out to the track. I'd love to get out there soon. Uh, just uh, being a dad and uh, living a little bit more of a calmer life right now. So I mean, I'm just not able to get out there and do the things that I need to do all the time. So you know, uh, as soon as I get out to the track, I I, I just can't wait to get back. Uh, around a dirt track, it's been a minute, so there was a lot of racing going on this weekend, most notably the main series, uh, Lucas was racing, um, the Boone, Cedar Lake, all these races within the last couple weeks, and, uh, PDC just getting over, um, man, it's just been, it's been some big races, and, uh, if you have been watching these races, you have, uh, been watching some utter dominance by, Bobby Pierce and Ricky Thornton Jr., both running different series, but both running the top of their game, best they probably ever ran 
it's been very, very awesome to watch what I believe and what some others may believe would be um, two of the best racers in the country right now. And, and not just for this year, but maybe for years to come. But, uh, you know, let's, let's get into that North-South 100 um, recap. I want to cover the mods first. Um, you know, they were down there for their, for their show and, uh, Thursday night and Friday nights were a thousand dollar to win races. And, uh, Saturday was the, was the big race to be, uh, had three grand to win that one. So, uh, on Thursday, um, Cole Falloway got it done preliminary night. Uh, Blake Brown running up second to him. So, but which is kind of the, the names of the weekend would have been Blake Brown and Cole Falloway because they ran off passing points. So uh, I believe Blake started on the pole of his heat on Thursday, won that, so he didn't get many passing points. He started sixth, drove up to second, and uh, Falloway made up a few spots to get up to the lead, and he would end up leading um, the race and end up winning on Thursdays. And then Friday, Blake, I believe, started third in his heat, ended up getting the win, and then started on the pole in his feature and I believe he was able to lead every lap. Not um, not without the likes of Derek Groomer getting after him. Um, there were some uh, very fast fast modifieds down there at Florence. And uh, that's, a, that's a cool track to watch those modifieds run at. But uh, yeah, Friday night, Blake got it done. So passing points and all the points accumulated. Blake was your point leader for that. So he ended up starting on the pole and... Falloway started to his outside, and I tell you what, that uh, that race was mired at the beginning. I feel like the first 20 minutes of that race was was just everybody piling it off into the front stretch a couple times. And I, and on the on the beginning initial restart, and I and I hadn't talked to Blake. It it really looked like Blake's car didn't want to take off. Now I don't know if he was struggling with grip. I know Thursday he said he didn't have enough side bite, um, but. I, I really think his his start at the beginning maybe maybe kind of bunched everybody up because he almost didn't take off till dang near the end of turn four and and at that point in time I mean he was already getting passed going into one before the nine or ten car pileup happened and got a lot of good cars tore up on the front stretch there they cleaned that all up and then boy I tell you what it wasn't another lap later and it happened again it had more damage and carnage and I, I believe that happened about three times and then um. Then they got her filed out and uh, straightened out and, uh, you know, went on to be, uh, you know, Cole Falloway just walking away from the field. Uh, Derek Groomer ended up getting around Blake Brown. Blake struggled with his setup, ended up coming home third. Victor Lee, always fast, ended up coming home fourth, fifth. Zach Powers, he had a good car all weekend. And sixth, the pit lizard pimp, you know him, Charlie Mefford. Trent Green coming home seventh, Caleb Burgess coming home eighth, Billy Green ninth, and Nick Snell tenth. That your top ten there for the Saturday night feature. So congrats to Cole Falloway taking home a cool four grand over the weekend, and uh, pretty much uh, just he had the car to beat all weekend. I mean, he did have some challenges from Derek Germer and Blake Brown, and uh, I believe Zach Powers, and they made some uh, you know they made some gains towards Cole, but Cole was. Uh, Cole was pretty consistent all weekend. Now I know that's you know that's right out his back door, and the same with Blake and a lot of these other racers. Um, hell, your you know your top seven uh, were all well, pretty much everybody from except Derek Groomer was all Kentucky. Um, Derek Groomer being out of Bloomington, Indiana, but uh, Blake and Corbin, Kentucky, Vic, Victor Lee's from Danville, Kentucky, Zach. Kentucky, excuse me, Zach Powers, Richmond, Kentucky, Charlie Mefford, Belton, Kentucky, Trent Green, Milton, Kentucky, uh, Caleb Burgess, Baptavia, Ohio, and then you had Billy Green and ninth was Walton, Kentucky. So, you know, a lot of back, uh, these guys, were they run up here a lot. So, um, you know, good for Cole. He's a heck of a wheelman, a really nice kid. And, uh, you know, he's a, he's a fast, he's a fast kid, man. He's, he's got her dialed in. And I, I think you really have that when you get to race against people like um, Victor Lee, Blake Brown, Derek Grimmer. You're racing against some good racers. You know, even Charlie Mefford, uh, these guys, you know, will make a race car driver better. And I believe that um, Cole Falloway's got it figured out. So congrats to him. You know, 
Uh, keep on keeping on, buddy. Good luck the rest of the year. Hopefully you can crank out a few more wins. Uh, I think, you know, I think Blake's got quite a few more than, than Cole, but maybe, you know, they're close. But uh, Cole, Cole get a couple more wins, and uh, I tell you what, those boys from Kentucky are, are just hard to beat when they're on their game. And to be honest with you, nobody's on their game more than Bobby Pierce and Ricky Thornton Jr. right now. And I mean, let's see, Bobby had won everything in the last two weeks, I believe, since PDC didn't win. Ricky won that. They went to the boon for the Hawkeye 50. Yeah, Bobby won that. I believe there was an XR race. Bobby won that. And then they came to Cedar Lake. Bobby won that. Now, that that race was a good race, actually. And uh, Bobby almost didn't win that one because Hudson O'Neill gave it everything he had uh, on the last lap and the last corner because Bobby kind of got slowed up by a lap car. And Hudson threw it in there and had him cleared, but Bobby was able to, to counter the attack and come back under him and just get him at the line. I think .073 seconds was the margin of victory at Cedar Lake. So, you know, going into Cedar Lake, you're like, man, Bobby is just, he's just doing it, man. He's, he is on fire, you know, and, and it's almost like Ricky Thornton Jr. kind of disappeared, but he really didn't, you know, he, uh, he, uh, Cedar Lake, he, he had a flat tire, you know, and that, that hurt him. I think he was mired back in there in the twenties, but, uh, man, just, just Bobby has just figured something out. And that kid has just been lights out. He's been really good. And I, you know, he's matured a lot, a lot more than he used to because he used to run and run really hard. And he, and he would also do some really dumb stuff. And I don't mean that as anything negative, but just, you know, he would make some really dicey moves and make some really dumb, you know, decisions. And, and it really ended up costing him a lot. You know, a lot of wins and, and a lot of equipment gets tore up. But Bobby has seemed to be the more mature racer, probably the most mature that I've ever seen him uh, this year, let alone any year. Uh, just the way he handles his equipment, the way he handles himself on the track uh, with the press and the media. Uh, he, he's just got it going on. And, uh, you know, Florence was, you know, another place Bobby runs really good at. He really loves... Uh, Florence, and I think the last time he had won the North South was in 2016, so uh, seven years ago. And uh, man, it uh, it was a heck of a show. That was a good race, you know. Hudson O'Neill, Ricky Thornton Jr., um, Bobby Davenport, Dalton Wilson had a really good run. I mean, these guys showed up and showed out. You know, even Chris Ferguson came home sixth place, and uh, some would say that Bobby got into him and took him out. And, you know, really what I saw was, was hard racing. Uh, a little right rear contact was made from Bobby's left front. And, uh, you know, that did spin Ferguson around. Uh, but I, I didn't think there was any malintent there. That might have just been close quarter racing and not realizing how close one another was to each of the cars. But, yeah, Chris Ferguson rallied back to a sixth-place finish, so... You know, but Bobby, Bobby took the win. Ricky Thornton in second. Like I said, uh, Hudson O'Neill coming home third. It's been fun to watch those three, particular. Bobby Pierce, Ricky Thornton Jr., and Hudson O'Neill. Those three have been the class of the field in their each respected series that they run. Obviously, um, Bobby running a different series than Ricky, and Hudson running. Um, I believe Hudson's running for world, so I have to. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, no, actually, actually, Hudson's running. Excuse me, Hudson is running in Lucas, but uh, man, just uh, those three cars are are always up front. You know, um, it's just amazing what technology and and what money can do, and the engineering that goes on with these cars. It can really help you to be a top three race car night in and night out. Uh, Jonathan Davenport coming home fourth, Dalton Wilson fifth, Chris Ferguson aforementioned in sixth, 
Earl Pearson Jr. seventh, Devin Moran in eighth, ninth was Ma- ninth was Max Blair, tenth Kyle Bronson, eleven Dale McDowell, twelve Garrett Albertson, thirteenth Tim McCready. Now that's somebody that has just been really quiet this year, and Tim McCready normally heats up and he gets on a run and, and he's hard to beat. But man, just uh, he's been he's been having some struggles this year. Spencer Hughes in 14th, Brandon Overton in a rough night, 15th, and I don't even want to begin to talk about Overton's year. He's been struggling too. And uh, man, 16th was Dustin Nobby, uh, 17th was Josh Rice, 18th Jimmy Owens, Tyler Herb, 19th, 20 Corey Hedgecock, um, 21st Adam Stricker. A modified standout jumping into the late models. He had a rough one. Uh, Garrett Smith, 22nd. He had a rough day. He was some odd laps down, 14 laps down. Ryan Gustin, also a lot of laps down. Brian Shirley, 24th. Uh, Donald McIntosh, 25th. Stormy Scott, 26th. Tyler Bruning, 27th. Ross Robinson, 28th. And Robbie Hensley rounding out 29th there for your North-South 100 uh, finishing order, Bobby Pierce getting that 75K on top of, well, I messaged Bobby yesterday, and he messaged me back to confirm he has won 23 races this year. And if you add on the 75000 that he won, I believe he's well close to $700,000 won already, or if not, uh, in my head, I think it was around 730000 but I could be off, um, depending on the numbers, and it's really it was really a lot of work to try to go through and, and calculate each winnings from my. So I, I really only had the numbers um, where I thought they were close with Bobby. But I do know Ricky Thornton Jr. and Bobby both uh, right over six hundred thousand, six hundred fifty thousand uh, in winnings this year. Hey heroes, just wanted to talk about SeaTech battery chargers and maintainers. You know, we're in the heats of summer, and the hot heat is doing damage to your battery, and you may not even know it. And you know when you're going to know it? When there's seven inches of snow on the ground, and you're running late for work, and you go to start your vehicle, and you get the... That's because you haven't been maintaining your battery. Trust me, the damage is being done right now as we speak. But SeaTech, the smartest battery charger in the world, wants to help you combat that issue this winter by simply just plugging it in for eight hours you can revolutionize your battery the mxs 5.0 ctech battery charger maintainer is basically the swiss army knife for ctech's product line i mean it'll charge everything from motorcycles lawnmowers boats rvs tractors your cars you can use agm style lead style batteries, gel batteries, I mean every single type of battery. And did you actually know that Ferrari and Porsche and even Chevy Corvettes give you an MXS 5.0 battery charger maintainer when you buy high-end cars like that? Because SeaTech battery chargers and maintainers actually have the warranty for the electrical for those high performance sports cars. So if you're not using an MXS 5.0 or a SeaTech battery tender on your Porsche or Ferrari, well, my friends, your electrical warranty has been voided. Yes, it's true. And you can get a hold of anything that SeaTech battery chargers and maintainers sells by checking out smartercharger.com. That's S-M-A-R-T-E-R-C-H-A-R-G-E-R.com. And look, while you're there, Check out the extended line of products that SeaTech battery chargers and maintainers sells. They have this eyelid that I have installed on my truck. I just pop the hood every couple of weeks, look at it, lights blinking green, good. Lights blinking yellow, might want to think about plugging that into the charger. Lights blinking red, get it on the charger. And even with this comfort eyelid indicator that has a a plug-in, so you don't have to clamp your battery tender or maintainer onto the leads for your battery, you can actually just plug it right into that comfort indicator, plug it in, shut the hood, set it on, go. Eight hours later, your battery's been reconditioned, desulfated, helping that battery last longer. Trust me, you're going to thank me. 
And look, I even give you 20% off if you use the promo code HERO20 at checkout off anything SeaTech makes at SmarterCharger.com. SeaTech battery chargers and maintainers. The smartest battery chargers in the world. Uh, so like Bobby, like Bobby did tell me, he said, yeah, 23 wins this year. And I believe Ricky Thornton Jr. had 25. So these guys are just, just doing it. And, and I know this happens every year where, where we find a driver that's having a sensational year. Jonathan Davenport, Brandon Shepard, you know, Brandon Overton, Tim McCready, uh, just all these great drivers have their year. And, you know, on, I, I said something to the page today and I asked people to discuss what was going on, you know, right now in the dirt lot, late model world with Brandon, or excuse me, with Ricky Thornton Jr. and Bobby Pierce. And a lot of people were just like, yeah, you know, this is, this happens every year. You get some guys that just get on a heater and then they get on a streak and they just keep winning. But I looked up Bobby's stats in the last five years and he's consistently gotten better each year. I mean, 19, 21, 22, 23 wins. Now he's already at 23 wins. You know, is this going to be his highest winning season? I think it's very well possible he's going to crank off 30 wins. Uh, four months left in the racing season. I mean, it's, it's you know, that's a good bet that you're going to see him and Thornton Jr. Uh, continue this dominance, and they're going to be up in the 30s, you know, maybe even 40 wins this year. I mean, it's... That's a lot of wins, and, and who's going to be the first one that gets to a million? Really? Like, who is it? Is it going to be Bobby, or is it going to be Ricky? You know, Bobby's looked really, really good this 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 last week. And the week before, Ricky looked really good. You know, so I just think it's awesome that you got two hard-nosed racers, and I, and I will say this about each of these two. Everybody's going to say Bobby was spoon-fed the silver spoon. I get it. But this is Bobby's company now. This is no no longer his dad's company. They aren't build, they aren't building late models. They stuck to to building modifieds and their focus is on producing winning cars, winning technology out of their shop that is their job now is to make them cars fast those longhorns the rumleys have been helping out getting those longhorns fast and being able to compete and win week in and week out so there has been a shift at the bob pierce race cars now like i said they're just building modifieds and uh, their modified program you know they've got some drivers that run the, the pierce platinum modifieds and they they do dang good and um you know but now Knowing that the days of the Pierce cars are are coming to an end, um, Bob making the decision to say, "Hey, let's just focus on our racing program." I'm sure that they'll still help fix things or um, jig a front end or replace and fix things, but you know they're not making Pierce cars anymore, and so now they they have to take the cars that are you know winning. And they have to they have to make those fast and, and make those consistent and you know as where before Bob could be in the shop tinkering with a one of the Pierce chassis and say oh I want to you know I want to move this bar I want to change this bar and uh, you know that takes time to do R and D and now he really doesn't have to worry about that he's he's got the Rumley engineering the Longhorn chassis you know he Vic Hill Motors I mean they they they've got themselves set up really good. And I don't think it's impossible to see that that Bobby could go on and, and win more races than Ricky. Now, I know Bobby's not running in Lucas, but right now he's currently in 22nd in points in Lucas. And, you know, nobody is going to catch up to Ricky Thornton Jr. Uh, Points-wise, I mean, Hudson O'Neill, 330 back. And and I I know the playoff format could change things, but... You know, Bobby's got a hundred and some change lead on Chris Madden. It doesn't sound like a lot, but, you know, you also got to remember Bobby's been winning some of these Mav TV and Lucas races. And, and you know, so uh, it, it doesn't mean that these two are going to be your champions in their series. I mean, they very well could be. You'd almost want to say this at this point, it's their championships to lose. You know, Ricky... Ricky is a is a 
is a is a racer that's raced for a long time. Um, he's raced in everything from street stocks to modifieds to midgets to late models. He's done everything. And, uh, you know, getting that ride has been great for Ricky. He's been able to do a lot of things. But, you know, if you remember last year, Ricky, Ricky struggled a lot at a lot of good and a lot of the big crown jewel races, too. You know, but I, I think a lot of things change over the course of a year. You bring in a, a new piece or a new person to work on the cars and setups because, you know, crew chiefs do so much for these racers. These racers get in the seats of them cars and they drive them to their absolute limits. That's their job. Um, some people would rather work on their own stuff and know what they got going on. But, you know, these contract drivers, you know, they're working on, you know, a couple things that that's uh, minute compared to what they would have worked on if it was their own stuff. And, you know, no disrespect to anybody that, you know, is basically a, a hired driver. But, you know, they don't work on the stuff. They go out there. They do what they have to do to win. The crews come back in. They fix all the stuff that's broken or the, the adjustments that need to be made. You know, so you really, if you have a good crew behind you, and a great driver, and, and everything's just meshing, you start seeing these every year, where you have these Ricky Thornton Juniors, or these Jonathan Davenports, or these Bobby Pierces, or these Brandon Shepherds, or these Hudson O'Neill type people, where they just seem to mesh very well, and, and things are rolling along, you know. Being over the road as a traveling racer, or even traveling as a crew member, is a stressful life. You're in a new city almost every week. You're away from your family. You're cramped into these little toter homes, which, yeah, look great and big and luxurious. But when you've got three or four people inside that thing, you know, you're living in, in close corners with others. And, you know, I mean, you are in a big family of traveling racers, though. So you, you do have the family atmosphere, but you're missing out. You're away from things. It's just um, it's not a glorious life that everybody thinks that it is, although it's probably fun at times. It's It's not. You know, so hats off to Bobby Pierce's crew guys and his team and hats off to Ricky Thornton Jr. and his team and his crew for just being able to come in week and week out prepared, mentally focused, fast. And and, and listen, these races, these guys are winning. They're not just starting up front and leading every lap like we've seen Jonathan Davenport do. These boys are having to work for it. 22nd to what 23rd to second i mean my god i think ricky thorn jr had to drive his ass off to get to get second bobby pierce started um i think it was 13th or 11th and he had to drive his ass off to get up there to the win i mean it's these guys aren't just doing it right on the front row every time they're driving their asses off to do that you know and it's just it's just very impressive and I mean there's there's just I get that there's going to be somebody new next year doing it but like I just said a few minutes ago if you look at Bobby Pierce's stats he is continually getting better every year more wins more top 10s more top I mean the kid is just I don't think we've met Bobby Pierce in his prime yet and I and I don't think we will for years to come I think this relationship with Longhorn and the Rumleys is really helping him out. Uh, obviously, having a good pro, uh, a good power plant like Vic Hill is is very nice, and uh, you know that's um, that's something that I think everybody would like to have is a Vic Hill power plant. I mean, Jay Dickens, Clements Motors. Don't get me wrong, a lot of those. I mean, those are all great companies and great motors, but but man, a Vic Hill power. I know people that run the Vic Hills, and they swear by them. And I also know Bobby blew a lot of motors with uh, some of the motors he was running from other motor builders. So, uh, just man, they've just got it going good, you know. <laughs> and I'm sure he's making some extra money selling some T-shirts and merch out there every week too. Same with uh, Ricky Thornton Jr. for sure. You know, I <laughs> just the creative stuff they come up with. I know Ricky Thornton's. PDC shirt, you know, flip it or whatever, S flip it or tip it or I can't remember what he said. He was going to wreck it or tip it to win that race. And, um, you know, just the creative marketing and stuff is just, it's been helping these guys out and then really help branching them out into bigger crowds and bigger markets and gaining a lot more fans. 
And I'm just super happy for some humble drivers like Ricky and uh, and Bobby to be getting the opportunity to be just the cream of the crop right now. You know, we, we're, we're hardly talking about Jonathan Davenport. I mean, Tim McCready is a speck of dust. I don't even... And, and Brandon Shepard, even though he's, you know, probably expected to see him not have the success he had in the one car, but he's, you know, he's been struggling too, but, but he's always right there. And, you know, I, I just love the local, the local aspect, the Illinois boys out there just getting it done and, and really just putting a whooping to the rest of the racers in the country. And it's just a cool feeling. Uh, to get to see this happen in front of our very own eyes. Uh, Cole Swibel told me through a group messenger there, he's like, I, I think we're witnessing the new Bloomer and, and Moyer deal here where you're going to have people that swear by Bobby and people that swear by Ricky Thornton. And, and Cole may have been onto something here with that. And I thought about that because, you know, back back when uh, Bloomer and, and Moyer were just whipping ass everywhere they went, there were so many fans of each one and then, and you didn't meet a Bloomer fan that was a Moyer fan, and you sure as hell didn't meet a Moyer fan that was a Bloomer fan, and I'll tell you that right now. Um, I think you might start to see that, too. You might see somebody that's a Thornton fan, and they have they have no inclination to like or ever will like Bobby Pierce. And just as with any racer that wins a lot, you will start to hear more boos during driver introductions as Bobby Pierce and Ricky Thornton Jr. continue to race against one another crossing the series lines and and it's gonna happen there somebody's gonna do something and somebody's gonna be mad at at bobby or or ricky and and uh you know i i just think uh it's gonna create some um some cool grudges essentially or you know i don't know it's just gonna be it's good for the sport right now you know i think somebody needs to make a shirt and just call it the Ricky Bobby show and just have a picture of Ricky Thornton Jr.'s car and a picture of Bobby Pierce's car. Uh, and I think you could sell some t-shirts on that. The Ricky Bobby experience. The year of Ricky Bobby. How about that? <laughs> but, uh, you know, a lot of drivers struggling this year. A lot of them. I mean, we go down here to the points. Let's talk about the points here at Lucas, okay? Ricky Thornton Jr.'s leading the points 5770 uh, over Hudson O'Neill at 5440, 330 out. Jonathan Davenport, your $2 million man, is 5135, 635 points behind Ricky Thornton. Now Brandon Overton in fourth place, 5045, 725 points behind Ricky Thornton Jr. Tim McCready in the top five, 5030, 740 points behind Ricky Thornton. I mean, it's it's only close from third to fifth. And and you know, you're and you're an earshot from first to second. I mean, it's that's that's still not even close. I mean, Hudson's gonna need to start really cranking off some wins. And he's had some where, you know, he he could have had Cedar Lake and you know, he had the opportunity at, at Florence too, and uh, you know, it's just you know, Devin Moran, six, he's 800 points out. Dalton Wilson, who's been showing some speed lately, and I do want to give some respect, put some respect on the the 18D of Dalton Wilson because that kid, that man has been looking really good behind the wheel. He's really consistent, um, always good to watch him race. He races clean, and he's, he's always right up there. He's always right up there uh, where the battles are being had. And, uh, you know, one day Dalton Wilson's going to gonna crank off a bunch of wins, and he's going to be up in them top five in points. I just know it. Let's talk about Tyler Erb. Tyler Erb's been struggling quite a bit, too. He's still up there in the top ten in points, about uh, 45-35, so 1,235 points out of first place. Um, just, you know, what about Jimmy Owens? What's been going on with Jimmy Owens? Now, I think he decided to run... What was that? The Schaefer's Southern National Series. I think he ended up, I think he ended up winning that series. There was only like six or eight races. But Jimmy Owens, you know, remember he was winning all the time, and then how he's not. I, it's crazy how this cycle works. You win a bunch of races, and maybe that happens for a year or two, and then just like a light switch, you stop winning. 
Now, is it because the driver's not good anymore, or is it because their equipment's not good anymore, or, or what is it? Well, I don't think it's any of that. I really just think it's the uh, competitors found out what you were doing, and they found a way to get better at it. You know, and I don't think there's anybody better at figuring other people out right now as there is Ricky Thornton Jr. and Bobby Pierce. It's, it is insane. And uh, these rivalries maybe that will happen because these two drivers have been winning so much. Those boos, like I mentioned, will start coming out more at the driver intros. I, I just think we, we're setting ourselves up for a fantastic remaining four months of racing here. And, uh, you know, my prediction is Bobby Pierce is probably going to win 35, 40 races. And he is going to take the World of Outlaws points. And as long as Ricky Thornton Jr. keeps his nose clean and keeps up what he's been doing, when they get to the Dirt Track World Championship, um, I think, and it's at Eldora, I don't think he's going to lose. And, I mean, there's a possibility, but I, I just don't, I don't think... Ricky Thornton Jr. is going to slide right now. I, I think he's running great. Uh, you know, Ricky is a soft-spoken dude, but and he's kind. Of, he's a real humble guy. I, I you know, I, I like his demeanor right now. It's just go out there and win, go out there and win, go out there and win. Be consistent, win as much as possible, and uh, just keep looking at that prize, getting that, getting that championship. I will say that though, man, he is a. Uh, one hell of a wheelman, and uh, man, it's just it's just crazy. What do you think? I mean, who who's going to be the next Ricky Thornton Jr.? You know, who's going to follow in the shoes of Jonathan Davenport and now Ricky Thornton Jr. and then Bobby Pierce? Who's next in line to have that breakout year where they're just whooping ass all the time? Is Hudson O'Neill going to get it together here soon and just start railing off five, ten wins? You know, here in the next two, three months, I think it's possible. I think it's very possible. Now, on the other side, is Brandon Shepard going to get his um, his program rolling full steam and and go up there and compete with Bobby Pierce? What about Chris Madden? Where's he been? I mean, he's been here all year. He's just quiet, quietly working. You know, is he going to crank off five, six more wins? It, you know, or is Bobby just going to eat them all up, just be a win monster and just eat every damn opportunity there is to win a race and just win? I mean, he is. I like to know what his what his day today is. You know, when's he go to the gym? How many how many days of the week is he working out? What kind of foods he eating? You know, I mean, there, there's got to be something this kid's doing that nobody else is doing. Or maybe it's just maybe it's just the culmination of all the years and all the knowledge and everything that he's learned uh, through racing that's finally working together. I mean, the team's got to be mesh and perfect. There's just so many, there's so many things that could be, uh, in order for this to happen, but man, it's just insane. 23 wins and 25 wins for Ricky, 23 for Bobby, you know, each of them having over a half a million dollars in winnings already. Like, I mean, if you're on that crew, man, you're eating good, you know, you're, you're not eating ham sandwiches all the time. You're you're maybe getting you a steak at Longhorn Steakhouse or the Steakhouse wherever you're at in that town the next week, uh, celebrating one of those wins. But definitely, definitely earning your keep and working really hard for it. Just a very awesome time in the dirt late model world to be able to experience two racers dominating like this. And I know, like you said, this happens every year. But I just think right now this is probably, if not the best two drivers that we have seen in a long time. And they deserve the recognition for that. So, let's talk about the points for World of Outlaws. Bobby Pierce has got, what is that, 108 point lead on Chris Madden. It doesn't seem like a lot. 4,018 points for Bobby Pierce. 3,910 for Chris Madden. Brandon Shepard's right there in third at 3,874. Ryan Gustin in fourth at 3,862. Brian Shirley hanging out there in fifth at 3,824. Nick Hoffman, sixth, 3,822. Tanner English. Now, Tanner English is the model of consistency. I think he's had 30 podium finishes this year. He's... <clears throat> 
He's in seventh, 38-20, and he has just been podium after podium after podium after podium. And, you know, just last year, he was running really good in that Riggs car and, and, and winning. And now he went to the Viper management, and in, he's still running really good. Uh, I just don't think he's found the success that he's really wanted to this year, but very consistent. Um, if he gets a couple wins under his belt, I think he's going to be, I think he'll be right up there in the top three. <sighs> Kyle Bronson, 37-98. Dennis Herb Jr., 37-62. And Shane Clanton, 36-42. And then Kay Dillard, 35-58. Top 11 in points there. And uh, just want to point this out with Bobby's stats here. Look, he's had 26 starts uh, in the world of outlaws. He has won eight times. He's had 17 top fives and 22 top tens. Now, Chris Madden has won three times and had 11 top fives and 19 top tens. And I believe Ryan Gustin has actually gotten three wins. And he's had nine top fives and 18 top tens. And look at here, Brandon Shepard hasn't won one race for World of Outlaws, but had 11 top fives and 19 top tens. And that's out of 26 races so far. So, I mean, it's uh, Bobby's got a pretty good firm hold on, on the World of Outlaws point lead, but Chris Madden isn't making it any easier for him. You know, the next race for Wu is going to be Davenport. The My, Place Hot- Ho- the My Place Hotels Quad Cities 150. That's going to be August 24th, 25th, and 26th. Tanner English last year winner on Saturday, Friday as well, and then Thursday Jason Fager got the win there. So is Tanner English uh, going to show up and maybe get that dub? I you know, think it's very possible that he could do that. Um, like I said, he's been very, very consistent and... Um, I, I think it's very possible that maybe he can get back into the winning ways there at Davenport. That's going to be a good race. But once again, Bobby's really good at Davenport. And if you know Davenport, sometimes that top side works great. And, and when it's gone, it's gone. Everybody feeds the bottom. So it's uh, it's going to be a, a good race to watch. Three nights of racing there on Dirt Vision or head on over to Davenport Speedway if you're in the area that weekend. Like I said, that's not until the 24th, so a couple weeks away. About 11 days away. Well, nine days away, depending on when you listen. (laughs) So that'll be good to watch. Um, Lucas Oil, this will be a good race. This will be coming this weekend. Topless 100. So, the nation's elite dirt late model drivers and regional standouts are gearing up for a huge weekend at the Batesville Motor Speedway for the 31st annual Comp Camps Topless 100, presented by Nutrient Ag Solutions. They're going to have 5,000 to win A mains that will be held during the week before or the weekend uh, prelims, and then you'll have a hundred lap, 50,000 to win. Now. Pretty decent payout on um, this purse here. Fifty grand first place, twenty grand second, third is going to get you ten grand, fourth is going to get you eight, fifth is going to get you seven, sixth is going to get you six grand. I mean, that's some good payouts here. Two thousand to start uh, Friday and Saturday. Saturday is the hundred lapper. And last year's winner, Jonathan Davenport. Now, if you remember, he just was on a tear. And nobody could stop him. And now now everybody's going to be looking at Ricky Thornton Jr. And 
I don't know if Bobby will be there, but man, I <laughs> I have a hard time not thinking that that kid's uh, not already got that circled on his calendar to go ahead to the Batesville topless 100. That should be a good good race, and maybe even see Hudson O'Neill there too because he won it in 2021. So. You know, and Hudson's been that third car that is just, with Mark Richards, you know, he's the house car for Rocket. And I know at the beginning of the year, but it's like, oh, Longhorn's got it. Oh, Longhorn's got it. Longhorn's got it. Well, yeah, I mean, for the most part, but Rocket's been right there. And, uh, you know, normally they chassis, you got chassis wars and you got driver wars right now. And uh, I just, uh, you know, Mark Richards and, and crew and company, they... They do a fantastic job uh, keeping that rocket up front, and you know, uh, be be interesting. It'd be cool to see Hudson crank off the topless 100 win, you know, be a two timer. That would be cool, you know. Jonathan Davenport, he could get his shit together and and get right back up there and get another win and back to back it. You know, it's going to be an interesting weekend for sure. So make sure you check that out if you're in uh, Ohio to go check that Batesville. Um, Speedway out. It's in Batavia, Ohio. So um, that's going to be a good race. Make sure to go check it out. Or if you can't, you know, you can always check it out on Flow. Because now Mav TV and Lucas air on Flow. So it's great to have that um, addition to Flow. I know it's great for me because I, uh, I've got all the streaming services I need and all the streaming services I don't need, you know. So I'm going to be watching that this weekend, and I hope you guys got your eyes tuned to the TV, and I think it's going to be great, a great race. You know, can somebody take down Ricky Thornton Jr. and Bobby Pierce? I mean, is it possible? Who's it going to be? Who's your picks? You tell me. You know, I, uh, I put a question out on the page the other day about, uh, you know, we had a guest on. We had Miles Moose come on a couple weeks ago. And, uh, you know, people have been asking about putting guests on. And I know I haven't been doing uh, a great job of getting guests on the show. And I understand that. People are frustrated. They want more guests and less Brian. Totally understand that. Um, so I put out some feelers. And, uh, you know, a lot of it was overwhelming. A lot of people wanted... Bobby Pierce, Brandon Shepard, Ricky Thornton Jr., uh, a lot of people asking for some no-namers, you know, which is, you know, basically that that's what we like is to get the, the local people to shout them out and give them an opportunity to, um, you know, promote themselves and, and get a little limelight that these bigger drivers already get. But, uh, yeah, Brandon Shepard, um, Bobby Pierce, and Ricky Thornton Jr. were very popular uh, ask and I will tell you this. Um, a year or two ago, I talked to Bobby and he said he would be down to be on a podcast whenever. Um, scheduling that with him, would, you know, is it, going to be tough. So don't give up hope that um, Bobby Pierce would be on the podcast because he, you know, him and I do talk occasionally. And uh, like I said, he he said he would do it. Just got to find some time to get him on. Now Brandon Shepard. I will tell you, um, a call was made. So, uh, no yes or no's, just um, he was made aware that y'all wanted to have him on the show. And, you know, I can only imagine he's like, oh, man, oh, I don't know if I want to go on Hot Lap Heroes podcast. Some guys are some goofballs. But... Uh, that's yet to be determined, but, uh, you know, y'all asked, and so I put the feelers out. I've also put feelers out to Ricky Thornton Jr. as well uh, via another friend of his. So, uh, you know, just just for those, you know, just for y'all wondering, I'm trying to get some of those, you know, race car drivers, race fans, uh, favorite drivers, you know, here on the show. Because I know you race car drivers have your big time race dri- uh, race fans, you know, race car drivers and have fans for them too. So, you know, I know you don't like yourself as far as like, oh, who's your favorite driver? But, um, you know, we'd love to get those guys on the show and, and we'd love to get you on the show too. Uh, it just uh, takes some time to coordinate everything and put a show together. 
Um, you know, I used to, like I said, I used to travel a lot to do this, but normally it's just easier if they come to us. But uh, for certain occasions in certain areas, we might travel. So, um, you know, don't give up hope. We'll, uh, we might have some big names on the show here and maybe one of your favorite drivers locally too. So definitely going to get some more guests on the show. And um, how about we do this again next week? We'll check back in. We'll talk some more racing. We'll catch up on the racing that had happened. And we'll um, get you ready for the racing that will happen the week after that. So, as always, been a great show. I hope everybody enjoys their week. Stay cool, stay hydrated, uh, and stay dirty, my friends. Get up on there. Get to your favorite racetrack. Get up to that fence. And, uh, you know, don't get don't get too much dust in your eyes. But uh, make sure you're wearing your safety glasses. Oh, also, one other note I did want to say. The big diamond race, we had a sprint car race. And if you've seen this, um, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I can't remember the driver's name. It was a sprint car race. Uh, this guy hauled off into the turn. And I believe he bumped another driver. And then uh, he was just out of control. Came into the corner, flipped violently, jumped over the tire barrier, and then into the catch fence. Wow. Um you know, people were standing right up there on that catch fence. And I know you feel safe wherever you're at at a racetrack. But, folks, pieces and parts come off cars all the time. They go flying. Race cars go flying off. Just be safe. Don't stand too close to the catch fence. Uh, it's there to catch the car. And uh, sometimes that could, you know, that car could come into the racing surface and leave the racing surface into the spectator area. So just be mindful of that. I know there were some people running and some kids were left behind, but... In the blink of an eye, you you know you don't have time but to react, and sometimes that's uh it's pretty scary. Uh, sprint sprint car driver was okay, and nobody in the stands was hurt on that. So just please be careful, use your judgment, and please don't have your young kids standing by the catch fence. Not not uh, not that young. Um, let them be a little bit older before they decide to make that decision. So. Well, it's been a good show. I'm glad that we talked about, um, you know, the elephant in the room, Ricky Thornton Jr. and Bobby Pierce just out here kicking ass and taking names and collecting checks and holding up trophies and all the good stuff. So until next time, keep it on the high side and banging the cush. It's Hot Lap Heroes, and we're out of here. <laughs>